everybody. Welcome to Crag Gals, the show where we are gals talking about crags. My name is Carolyn DeRosa. I'm a third-year film major here at Penn State University with minors in music technology and English. I'm joined by co-host Emma. Emma, what is your name? Hey, I'm Emma. <laughs> um, Emma Shepard for short, which is not actually short. But um, yeah, I'm a third-year bio major student here at Penn State, and I'm minoring in marine science. Woo! Awesome. And then we are joined by some by some men today. I'm one. My name is uh, Christian Olenek. I'm a sophomore. I am planning on dual majoring in business management and psychology. Ooh, very Chris, nice. can you tell us what your role is on yeah. the club climbing executive board? I am the co-treasurer with Emily Shepard. Who's you, Emily Shepard? Emma oh. Shepard, aka. <laughs> Emily for long, right? Why? Why are you the okay. co-treasurer for em- for Emma? Because she Not is planning on deserting oh. us uh, next semester Emerson. when she travels to Ireland. Yeah, she's going to Ireland. So yeah. All right. All right. We have someone else here, someone who we mentioned on the podcast many a time, who was kind of somewhat on the episode last time. What's your name? Uh, hi, my name is JJ Wong. I'm half a man because I have the he/them pronouns. That's true. Point. This is true. <laughs> Not the yeah. point, He's but anyways, kind of did just call us all men. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I'm a double Cancel. major in both journalism and Chinese. Um, I'm minoring in sociology. Uh, I am president of the climbing club. I don't really like Woo! saying that, but you know, yeah, hell yeah. He's our president. Who else do we have here on the podcast? Hi, it's, <laughs> it's Patrick again from the last episode. Patrick, Patrick, what's your uh, major? My major is energy engineering with a minor in environmental engineering. I'm a third year here at Penn State. And then what are you? What is your role here? Uh, I'm VP. Your VP. Yeah. Nice. JJ uh, falls on a climb and doesn't come back. Then <laughs> I am. Then I'm president. Okay, but in your defense, I'm a bowler, so the chance of that happening is not very. You want to go to donation? <laughs> <laughs> we only have one news segment this week, um, because. This is our Friendsgiving episode, so we're just really here to chat, talk about the club, and just hang out. Um, Emma, this is your this is your kind of domain because yes. you saw this movie last night. Um, what what is our new segment today? So today we're going to talk about a kind of famous group of peaks. Um, okay, uh, basically within within uh, Asia, there are the Himalayan mountains and those. Go across a number of countries Correct. in Asia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is true. True. And yes, thank you. Thanks. For, <laughs> thanks. Um, and within that mountain range, there are 14 peaks that are above 8,000 meters. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is unique about the 8,000 meter mark on a mountain is that anything above is considered the death zone. So mm-hmm. if you go up without oxygen for prolonged periods of time, mm-hmm. bad things happen. Basically, bad things happen when you don't have oxygen. Yeah. In summary. In, in summary, yes. So then what are we talking about today in regards so, to the, the Yeah. Yeah. So today we're gonna talk about um the man who set a new record and the woman who tried to break it mm-hmm. but almost didn't get there. Well she did she not did not, she get, did there, not get it. Yeah. Um because of uh of politics basically. Mm-hmm. So um if anyone out there has seen Fourteen Peaks, it is a documentary on Netflix that Woo! basically tells the story of Nims Persia and how he and a group of uh Nepalese climbers mm-hmm. um basically cut down the record from seven years to six months and six days mm-hmm. for summoning all fourteen peaks. Yeah. Um that are above the eight thousand meter zone. Yeah. Um and so recently a woman named Kristen Harilla was um 
trying to break this record. She's yep. from Norway. Um, and she was two peaks shy of breaking NIMS record uh, solely because she was unable to obtain an entry permit uh, into China. Damn. And the reason for this is because China still has up some regulations um, from the aftermath of COVID mm-hmm. in terms of not letting foreigners into the country. Yep. And unfortunately, this was the reason why she was not able to obtain a permit. Um, yeah. And I think this is interesting because if you watch 14 Peaks on Netflix, um, Nims Persia talks about the fact that um, he himself had trouble getting a permit to get into China to climb the last two peaks. Oh, I was definitely asleep for that part of the movie. Oops. Yeah, well, they, they, they do talk about it because it is difficult to get entry into China to, they, to do that. Were they... It wasn't COVID when that happened, right? No. No. So I don't was, think so. So it's no. already difficult to get into China in order to get a permit to be able to climb these mountains, essentially. Yeah, uh, I think it was... Uh, Xi Jinping-ma was actually closed to people climbing in general um because the weather is always super bad so Mm -hmm. that being the last mountain um they actually had it closed and so um yeah i mean what do you what do what do y'all think about this story um given that she was so close to breaking him's record yeah i'm curious to know how many times you uh practice pronouncing that (laughs) what what she's a pangma yeah that one Um, i think she screwed it up yesterday (laughs) i did screw it up yesterday um I'm just I'm just really good at pronouncing things, you know. Cap. <laughs> well, I think it was a really good, cool opportunity to see like not only someone trying to break this record, but the fact that she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, just because women in climbing tends to be like one of those like things where it's just like they're not seen as as strong as climbers when mm-hmm. they really should be taken just as seriously as men. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why we have this podcast. Yee woo! Yeah. But yeah, yeah, good movie. Yeah, check it out. It was it was crazy, like the stuff that he did too. Like like the, in the movie, it talks about like how he does like an, a rescue at like yeah on Mount Everest. Was it? I mean, it climbing was, one of these peaks. Yeah. It, it was uh, started with an, uh, I forget the name of the peak. Annapurna. Oh right, peak right, right. number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pronunciation, bro. <laughs> and then he was wake without oxygen for like eleven hours. Yeah, I was like. How? Not what like is what is that? Oxygen. What is that sickness called? Is it like cerebral? Case. Case. So high altitude high cerebral edema. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, you start hallucinating because you don't have enough oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was able to get down from a mountain and save a lost climber mm-hmm. all while having haste. And the uh, and the, the other climb? climber had haste. The other climber also had haste. Oh, no, no, no. He saved one, but then he tried to save another on the second peak, but he attempted, but then the person died in his arms. Yeah, that was... Oh, this that, is, this you're is, right. This was, in, this was in the same time frame, too. So as he was going up the second peak, the other person needed help. They couldn't get help because nobody wanted to help them. And then he they start going down. Wait, I thought it was while they were on the helicopter ride down to camp base four and then you guys when does he okay. missed a lot of this movie. both of you were asleep for half of this movie so i appreciate you trying but i haven't seen the movie i could probably have a better guess than you guys I'm not lie. <laughs> all right i could have sworn right. those were in within like the same time either way at the same the time like after after he after the the first climber died in his arms then they had to go down the mountain after that and then they found the other lost climber because he was behind I don't the group think that's the same mountain bruv Anyway, Rolf, Rolf. that's the news. That's the that's news. the news, bro. Yeah, that's Hopefully, our news for today. Hopefully, Kristen news. will get clearly. A chance we all need to. Soon. Yes, I agree, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, we can get the chance to watch it again because clearly details are being forgotten about this documentary. Um, yeah, that's our weekly climbing news. There's gonna be no accident. Who needs to talk about an accident during Thanksgiving? Be thankful. Not I. Yeah. I don't need to talk about an accident. I don't want to talk about an accident before Thanksgiving. 
Um, so yeah, have fun with your families. Uh, you know, do do cool stuff. Go climb. Climbing's dangerous, but manage that risk. You know the drill. Cool. Well, so while this is this has the potential to be a very random podcast, given that all five of us are in the same room together <laughs> and it tends to um, become very chaotic. Um, I was hoping to have some structure surrounding this podcast nope, today. Never. <laughs> um, I don't know if my goal is going to be achieved or not, but I do have some talking points that I think would be interesting to get everyone's perspective on. Yeah. Um, and so part of the reason why we are all here, um, in addition to the fact that we are all friends who climb, mm-hmm. we also are all executive members executive board members for the club climbing and not only that we're also all co-founders of the club climbing team exactly yes um specifically team not yes specifically team yes this is clarification and there's been a lot of people before us that have put in a lot of yeah um done a lot of the groundwork and saying the foundation for us Mm -hmm. and we are just the lucky few who can take those resources and implement them and it's our first year and Mm -hmm. we're (laughs) trying our best um but there's only up from here exactly yeah thank you chris too for that clarification yeah we are not we are not founding members of the club climbing club it's existed for at least five years here at penn state no no october october 2020 oh yeah it was the first year so oops when i when i came onto the scene i thought i was here for five years no so it was so our freshman year oh, started with Emma. I was not here. Our freshman but you're year. our age. Yeah. So our freshman year, Chris's senior year of high school, um, oh, wow. climbing club slash club climbing organization mm-hmm. started at Penn State in October. Well, I guess early, early 2020 people were trying to get it going and it became an official thing um, our freshman year, which would be like late 2020. Um, and then... I was lucky enough to take over the role of treasurer mm-hmm. going into my sophomore year, um, which would be 2021. And mm-hmm. then we're all here now. Um, so as an organization, I think we're, we're going on year three now, yeah, which is great. And within three years, we went from, you know, having a very low number of, of members to now having a competitive team and a pretty substantial following on Org Central. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yep, we are the we are all the co-founders of the club climbing competitive team, um, which is always kind of been a goal. Um, but like Chris said, we are the few lucky to finally send it, I guess. Because um, so, I yeah. do remember last year when speaking with Autumn, our former president, um, she did speak a lot about how trying to get this team to formulate. Yeah, but, yeah. but I was just given the lucky opportunity of like scheduling interview interview with club sports and just coincidentally like there was open spots available and they gave yeah. us a viewing and gave us an opportunity to to present to them and yeah. give us this opportunity and just I said opportunity so many times but yeah it's okay but it it, it is an opportunity we you know um you know we this club is like you know our our baby almost pretty much so um almost it fully is that's true yeah we are all co parents with one child so. Wow, co-parenting with five parents, co-parenting. and we still <laughs> have a lot of work, each of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, cool, but yeah, I think now that we're all here, I think it's it'll be interesting to, I guess, talk about what having a leadership role within the community, yeah. how how that has been, both the positives and the negatives, and and I would like to know what all of you would like to 
get out of of you know having this role and and where we want to see the club move forward yeah i want to take a lot of the dues from all the members i'm I'm waiting to reap the benefits (laughs) just a monetary that's good okay yes we you can be you can be the third co-treasurer next year (laughs) sweet i've been waiting for that role um, I guess I'll just start with one of the positives. Can I just say, because of this club team that we have built, um, we have built such a strong community here at Penn State, um, specifically mm-hmm. with like beginner climbers and newer climbers, regardless of their skill level. Like we were just able to see their growth and just see our like community grow stronger and just a lot better in a sense. Just mm-hmm. because not only are we all like, not all of us are competitive. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There are some athletes that we have that will not be competing. But, like, the fact that we still all are there to, like, not only bring each other, like, higher, but then also just the silly, like, goofy, just, I'm going to be better than you in a fun way. It's kind of just a great opportunity that we love. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's that's also kind of rare uh, to see climbers get very well, at least in my opinion, based off the personalities of people who tend to do climbing, uh, to see um, a competitive drive between people, because um, that's that's very healthy. And um, if you can do it in climbing, if you can get that drive in, through climbing, uh, it'll definitely translate well to every most, if not every aspect of life. Yeah, additional character building. It's a good thing to have in competitive no, sports. No, yeah, definitely. Um, I know for myself, like, I obviously did not have the the best time, like, uh, before I finally came back to school again this semester. Um, so definitely, like, having the ability and the resources to be able to kind of take my, uh, experience from already, like, previous leadership roles and, you know, learn where I failed and then suddenly transfer those skills and those knowledge, like, that knowledge to be able to come here and build a community that is already kind of surviving and thriving a lot particularly especially through covid um i think it's a really big blessing and i i love it like i i always joke that like it's my baby and or i guess it's our baby but um it's our baby and it's it's a lot but at the same time like it's very rewarding when i get to see especially like when you guys like went to like the first comps um or the first comp, like that was probably the most rewarding stuff. We still have a lot of stuff to to do. Um, we have to start thinking about nationals. We have to start thinking about community service. We have to we have to get our uniforms in. <laughs> um, so there's a lot to be done. But I'm definitely very very thankful to be here. Yeah, I agree with all that you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me and just my personal journey of deciding what I want climbing to be, like as I kind of get older. Um, running this club has kind of, I don't know, showed me that I can maybe do something with climbing as a career. And yeah. while that, that kind of puts a wrench in my plans a little bit, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, w- I would love to get into scientific research. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm realizing now that if I don't have access to climbing in, you know, my post-college life, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be as happy. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I guess trying to figure out how that's all going to, you know, balance out and how that, yeah. how it's going to work out. Um, but yeah, I mean, if anything, I think getting the chance to have a position of leadership in the community has helped me to both understand the sport better and understand the people who love the sport. Yeah, um, definitely. I think we have the best community, um, you know, climbers in general, but also here at Penn State and even within the team. Um, and I think it's been really cool to um, use, you know, my leadership abilities and all of, you know, work with all of you to create a space that 
um, people enjoy coming to and, um, you know, feel feel like they are accepted and and to just you know share our our mutual love for climbing yeah i definitely agree with that um having the team is like a big step in the community mm-hmm. i mean i i really just wanted to help out from like the club that we had before with no team to make it a little bit more a bit bigger at penn state and more like validated by all the administrative people mm-hmm. are actually like supporting the community giving us like I don't know, the platform to do a little bit more. And having, like, a big group to train with, it's pretty awesome. I mean, the wall is normally crowded enough and, like, you get people to climb with, but mm-hmm. just a group of people that are a little bit more driven to do do a bit better in the sport. And, like, what Chris was saying, it builds character for the whole group. So. No, yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the biggest uh, kind of the most, like, rewarding things, too, um is when like we go to the IM building and we see like all those brand new people at the climbing wall and all of a sudden they see either us or other people on the team and they say like hey is there like a like a climbing club or like something that we can do and we're like actually yes there is um so I'm really excited honestly to see I know I know like I'm definitely excited to see what next semester brings too like like seeing how many people like still want to try and join even though like you know they didn't join the first semester like how much drive there's going to be um but yeah definitely yeah this has definitely been a trial semester mm-hmm. given that it's the first time this has ever happened um climbing in itself is already a very interesting sport to have under club sports because mm-hmm. it operates very differently from you know your like your soccer your football right it's, it's yeah it's not very comparable um and so working out all of those you know ups and downs and those you know you know mess ups that have have come along the way, I think it will be really cool to see how streamlined and how efficient we are next year and, you know, all the following years after that. Yeah. Um, I think this will be a very good a, a very good program moving forward. Yeah. Def- I think something else, you know, with, with all of you here that I have found impactful through climbing and that I wanted to talk about is um, the importance of having people that you trust when you climb and the importance of of you know just friendships in general and and, mm-hmm. and you know how i think climbing at least for my you know for my personal self like my social life revolves around this sport and i am curious to know how you guys have kind of you know found friendships and and people you trust and and why that's important in climbing and, and how that kind of has manifested in, in all of your lives i will say it's kind of funny though because the other day i did have this like strange epiphany of like wait people have friends that aren't climbers <laughs> and i kind of just had this moment of like wait a minute well kind of i've kind of talked about this a little bit on the podcast already but um i obviously didn't start climbing until my sophomore year of college i went to penn state lehigh valley all throughout covid uh, worked the graveyard shift and um, kind of we really only talked to like two, three or four friends back back home in Easton. And then once I came here, I started climbing because I was always kind of like I guess I don't know wondered by this idea of climbing here at uh, here at Penn State. Um, and then I had to take my leave of absence because of a pretty bad family emergency. And after that, like I was doing with like you know a lot of like like mental health stuff um and then i was like i was really out of shape and i was like you know what i can't do like things that i want to like jujitsu or i can't do want i can't do like wrestling i don't really want to do weightlifting so i was like you know what i'll give climbing a shot because i done it like recreationally um and then i signed up for the boulder bowl 
and came in last place and was like, hell yeah, this is my sport. Um, it's just a, a, a different type of challenge and mental game that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and then throughout this process, I met JJ, um, who is, what do you got to say? Oh, I was just going to say, for those that don't know, the Boulder Bowl is one of the um, competitions that happen at Penn State. It's just an annual event that happens yeah. around February, the, uh, February. Super Bowl. And yeah. that's when we have a competition on a Sunday, same day as the Super Bowl. And it's just a fun environment for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In terms of building like relationships, you know, I met JJ through climbing. And JJ climbed six months before I started, started climbing six months before I did. And the amount of like kind of, you know mentorship and coaching and friendship that he has given me um has led to like a really cool bond between us both and then also i found out that jj is also the founding member of a (laughs) cool club on campus called more than a lion aka mtel um where they make docuseries about penn state students um and i ended up joining that club and now i'm the executive director of that club can i just say real quick that um emma rushing to the mic about to say that oh oh also by the way your friendships has led to the point where people refer to us as husband and wife yeah i was gonna say they've been happily married for the past uh, few few years so this all came about i don't know if people called you that before i knew you guys what no it was after the wedding no that (laughs) was the wedding that was completely you i wasn't there i wasn't invited no i'm kidding um but you know i they were like bickering about something it was something like it was so stupid like like who would cook something for someone for dinner or something i don't even know what the, the funny thing too is that we make meals for each other. JJ's take two. JJ does Tuesdays. I do th- Fridays. For so her. Th- you two are like arguing about something so stupid, and I was like, "You're just an old married couple. Like that is what you are. That is your friendship." Um, and it kind of stuck. And so now, yeah. like, we'll be in climb Nittany, and like either one will just yell like, "Wife, Wife husband, husband, get over here!" Like it's just it's funny. It wouldn't even be at climb Nittany. Climb, climb Nittany would literally Nittany. be like randomly. I would just hear "Wife, husband." Never mind. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it, this also extends to our group chats as well. So, like, I'll be like, husband, hurry up. <laughs> All right, what about everyone else? <laughs> what are we asking? <laughs> are we supposed to just say something? We're, 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 we're talking about um, how the friendships you have made through climbing have impacted your life. Wow. And how, yeah. I yeah, don't even. Deep. This I still have not question has point. morphed over the past <laughs> twenty minutes because really no one answers it. But <laughs> let me answer that by asking you well, this. Well, anyway, wait, to finish you, up my point uh, though, no, no, no. like JJ is the president of, of the founder of this docuseries club called MTOW, and like now, like as a film major, I've also had the same thing of like questioning my own career um, as a filmmaker. Um, you know, so. Ha- being able to get the space to be able to still make documentaries, you know, still be involved in the filming community while also kind of thinking about expanding into like the adventure in the climbing film um, industry is really, really cool and exciting and scary and worrying. But you know what? A little unsafe, right? Oh my God. No, no. I mean, that's better. Like he it's the opposite <laughs> of what you wanted us not to say. This is true. Un- this is true. It is unsafe. Yeah. It preceded the word. Yeah. Yeah, you thought I was going to say it. I, w- I really did thought you were going to say it. Um, But yeah, stuff like that. Like, that's how Safe. climbing and how the relationships built in climbing has definitely impacted my life. Um, it's It's been great, honestly. And I wouldn't I wouldn't have it as much as, you know, as much of like the struggles that we've all been through. Like, I wouldn't have it any other way. 
on that note of like friendships and bonds and blah 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 that jazz i kind of agree with carolyn with the whole like climbing has literally altered my life mm-hmm. and i mean this in the most dramatic way just because i went from like wanting to work in journalism and wanting to build a career path there and work like and work internationally in that sense but now all of a sudden with climbing put in the picture i'm kind of just like wait climbing journalism sounds good to me so i'm kind of just in that mix of like what can I do through journalism while also still attaining to like my urge to climb? Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Outside magazine, he's coming for you. <laughs> okay, why don't you please answer the question? Yeah, yeah. What's the question? <laughs> Friendships. <laughs> Friendships through climbing. I lied. I remember. So I think coming to Penn State, the first thing I did was go to the IM building. And <laughs> after I moved in, literally the same day, um, went straight to the iron building and started climbing and within that first day i heard about the climbing club and it was added to the group chat so i'm very lucky that um i was not like socially inept to too socially inept to talk to anybody on that day um <laughs> so i got added to the club and from there you know i recognized names but over time that's when you put names to faces. And I would bet that I've probably seen... I saw either Patrick or JJ first before I really knew them. Um, so as far as like... I mean, obviously friends are good. It's not like a breakthrough um, I thought. <laughs> but it's good to like get yourself into a community. And I would... I think the best advice is to... If you're not in a community join one if even if it's not one that is anything like if the personality is different or the interests are different i think that's better than being alone yeah it's it's like humans social creatures it's much better for yourself to just get involved with the community and mm-hmm. if you know what your interests are then then pursue those and to pursue your interests with people who are like-minded um that's how you make friends, believe exactly. it or not. Exactly, yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I guess I start at the beginning of my climbing journey. Do I have to do it like David Attenborough? I would like I, you to do it like David You do it however you want to, Pat. I don't actually know how he sounds off the top of my head. Uh, so I was not climbing when I first showed up at Penn State because there was a pandemic. I was in a dorm room with, uh, well, one of the guys I started climbing with, but uh, we were trying to do like, some kind of athletic stuff we'd be doing like bodyweight workouts outside or like running or something like that uh we were both like high school athletes i had track he was like a tennis player and a golfer so we were like man we really got to do something because we're getting like stir crazy and then the wall opened up at the same times as the gyms did and the gyms were like filled up quick you had to reserve Mm -hmm. a spot so wow yeah so the um the im wall also had the climbing suite and we like both on our own time. I climbed at a few gyms. Like I did it with some track people in high school for fun. And we're like, yeah, you know, let's do that instead of like trying to get one of these crazy spots at the gym. So then we started going like as often as possible. And at that point you can only meet like a few people. You had like eight people at the wall at a time. Um, but I met a lot of people that like taught me a lot about climbing. Um, and later on when it finally opened up and we had the full club, I finally had, like, a a group again, like, to hang out with. Like, track was my thing. Like, high school, that's where I met all my friends. It was kind of similar. Like, 
I only knew people that ran or did track in high school. That's how you got your like my social or how I got my social interactions for the day. So college climbing kind of replaced that for me and I got like a whole new community. But like what Chris said, like you got to join a community wherever you're at. Yeah. Um, not necessarily like, like one that's not necessarily like a work community. Like, you know, if you're in college and you're doing like engineering or journalism, like you do work with people and you do like study, but just because of the nature of it, if you're not enjoying what you're doing while hanging out with people, um, it's kind of hard to like want to hang out with that group all the time. Um, unless there are really great people, group of people actually retract that statement. I was thinking that, and then I thought about running in cross country, which sucks, but people <laughs> like each other. So completely retract that, but definitely join a community. Sweet. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, 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 don't worry about it. I understand now. Yeah. Um, what are your guys's kind of like... Oh, what I can answer biggest, that one. Oh, sorry. What are your kind of like... And obviously, like, we don't have to get into too much detail about this, but like, what are your kind of like biggest worries about the climbing club? That's oh. we're going there. We're going there. I think stagnation, um, yeah. because of what I mentioned earlier. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of things being outside of our control. Um, when our executive team and future executive teams do as much as they can, and it doesn't go any further than that, purely because of outside forces, um, then it's going to be much more difficult to grow the team and going from like the business aspect the team this the sport knowing how penn state and football works uh the the penn state team climbing could generate a lot of attraction to the school yeah but if that if we don't get to it then it's going to be really difficult to grow yeah um and that's not to say we can't put our effort into like not marketing, but like talking to people and, and like, like that kind of those efforts to mm-hmm. uh, make Making people connections know, with people. Yeah. yeah. To, to get people to know about the club and join it. But, um, it, it tapers off at, after a certain point. I yeah. think one of the things that I'm a little worried about, and it's especially weird for me to say this just because I am more team oriented, but I'm kind of worried that, this club will eventually lean where we are only a team where we only have club team and we don't actually have the outside yeah. club mm-hmm. because um we saw this in, in the beginning of the semester where we were so overworked and overwhelmed with getting things started for this team that we kind of like forgot about the club yeah and with that it's kind of just like yes but then not only that like club numbers they don't they're not as much as we thought to be. Like originally our first meeting had like 60. around 80, 60 people mm-hmm. show up, but then our second meeting had 10. Yeah. And then five. La- last one had like three. Yeah. yeah. Not exa- not an exaggeration. And like, don't get me wrong. Our Halloween one was kind of nice and mm-hmm. we had like, but it was still only like 10, 15 people. And it was the same people that we expected. Like there were a few new people here and there, but like we're kind of like going towards the direction of we're only working towards the team. Yeah. Uh, no matter how hard we try. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think to kind of add on to that, I'd say my biggest fear is um, leaving the, like, giving the reins off to a new group of people to run this club, um, and the culture that we have created does not stay true, and that Mm. that culture being one of complete acceptance of everyone, no one's more important than anyone else, Yeah. Um, and so 
I, I I guess my fear would just be that um, the dynamics of what makes this team really unique compared to other, you know, normal hierarchical teams would would leave, right? Yeah. I think, I mean, most of the people I know, like any climber that would take over this position, I think knows what kind of like group, organized group that do something at a place. Yeah. That community. Uh, what they would, what kind of community we uh, have. I kind of lost my train of thought there with No, that yeah, I, I agree with you. Community. Yeah, I think, I mean, like we've said, um, climbers on a whole are very accepting of others and so i don't think i don't think that's going to be an issue but like if, if i were to identify something that I, I wonder about it would be that i think to add on to what emma's saying i think like it's not that we don't trust future climbers and we don't mm-hmm. think that this club isn't going to profit prosper as a community it's more of so like they don't realize how much behind the scenes happens and how much is done in regards to ensuring that everything runs as smoothly and like continuously as possible for not only the present but also the future and i think Mm -hmm. that wouldn't necessarily like stop them from having this club such team to continue but it would honestly make it more hesitant where they're just like okay wait holy fuck this is a lot of work but like yeah at the end of the day like because we're our exec team is such a strong community we're able to be like okay this is a lot of work but carolyn does this patrick does this chris does this emma does this etc etc and then as long as you divvy it up and you have a strong exec team and then a strong club and then team, two separate things, then things work out in the end. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if the next people are less inspired, I guess that's kind of a, a worry. Like, if they are like, eh, yeah, I want this on my resume. Like, I want to be president of a club. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, like, I don't really want to do too much. We'll just keep the meetings going. Like what Chris was saying about stagnation. Yeah. That'd be kind of a <laughs> cause of it. If people aren't like willing to do much or not trying to get people engaged in normal meetings and not keeping it like fun for the community, which yeah. I tried to avoid the same. No, it's okay. <laughs> we can say the word community. Community. Word community. Said the word. Yeah, I. One of my downsides, like we kind of talk about, like how I'm like a very passionate person. One of my downsides to being a very passionate person is also I have like. A very catastrophic brain. <laughs> so <laughs> that's literally what it calls. That's literally what my therapist calls it. I like it. how you said that. <laughs> yeah. My brain, my therapist literally calls it like my catastrophic brain. Um, where, where I think like if one thing is going wrong, then like the whole ship is going down. I think the thing that I, I always see like, my worries kind of like encapsulate all of these. I think I'd probably have to go at that same kind of agreement of like, well, what if somebody like, comes in and they're not as passionate or like they don't like either want to do much or you know that kind of thing by the same time I think there also has to be like a distance that I need to start setting up for myself which is like once I'm gone I'm gone and I've had that same kind of like mindset um I was a drum I was a drum major at my old high school and I still do consider it to be one of my biggest failures in terms of leadership but at the same time I was worried about some of the good things that I did establish there. Um, but at the same time, like, I had to be like, okay, once I leave, like, it's it's done. Not necessarily climbing. I, in this context, it wouldn't be climbing, but in this context, it would be, like, at least in terms of, like, uh, like Penn State, like, leadership, like, providing. I can always, like, give advice, but, like, at the same time, like, being involved, like, you have to take a step back, you know. And I, I, my mom tells me this all the time, but, like, I'm here to study. I'm here to get an education. I'm here to, you know, you know, get 
get an education and go into the film industry and hopefully one day buy my mom a house. That's pretty much the goal. You know? Nice. Um, you know, that's the goal though. So as much as like my fear of kind of my as much as my fear of kind of, you know, wondering where this this club will go at the end, I think it's also important to maintain that distance of like, all right, you know, it's gonna be over one day. That's okay. Uh we'll get through it and we'll make good memories on the way. That's it. <laughs> um this Thanks has been listening. Craig Gals. Craig um, Gals. thank you guys so much for having us. It was great um being here. Um, Pat, Chris, and I, we greatly appreciate you guys and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving! So, yeah, that's our podcast for today. Um, thank you so guys so much for watching. Um, we are Craig Gals, the show where gals talk about Craig's. Um, we talked about Nims Perja, um, and how his record was almost beat. Um, and then we just had a basic discussion with our e-board today. We have JJ, our president. We have Chris, our co-treasurer. We have Patrick, our vice president. So be sure to check them out um, on social media, which we'll have linked below. Um, to be sure you, don't, to, you don't need to link my social media. No, you can, actually, you can follow no, me. No, wait. No, yeah. you, you should because it's my uh, semi-professional, not professional page of my hobby. Anyway, all of the links will be down below. It's just a bunch of pictures. Otherwise, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys have a good time with y'all's families otherwise keep on climbing keep on climbing